0: You're listening to the Morning Punch Show with R.B.N.J., live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Hey, good
1: morning, everybody. It's R.B.N.J. This is the Morning Punch Show, the most unpredictable, unscripted, but always real morning boxing talk show in the game today is monday november 6th our special guest on the hotline link today is going to be Luis Cuba arias he fights danny jacobs this saturday in new york on hbo and we're actually going to kick off the show with him today but first let me properly introduce my partner in crime the creator and founder of badculture.net contributor for black sports online jay LaBeouf. what's good jay
2: What's good, R.B., and what's good, everybody listening in on this fine Monday morning? We have a great show ahead of us. We're going to talk about the weekend fights, what it means, where we're at. But it's good to be back with you. It's going to be fun to talk to Louis Cuba Arias. He's rocked with us before, so you definitely enjoy hearing from him this morning. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like our first guest is in the queue already Four one four. This is the morning punching show. Who is this and where are you calling from? Uh,
3: this is Luis i from I'm calling from Florida.
2: Good morning. <laughs> up, Luis? Good morning. Good morning. Okay, let's um, let's yeah. get right into it. We're we're really good. How are you doing?
3: I'm great. I'm ready to ready to war ready for war. Ready to fight. I'm to
2: Okay. Fight. Well, we went well. We gonna okay. Well, before we get into all that, you know, the only reason why we're having you on the show today was because we heard you were going to get us some tickets to the four one four, you know, four forty four tour. Is that correct? <laughs> Are you getting us some tickets for the show for the Jay Z show?
3: You know, I can. I'm gonna call. We'll make some phone calls and see what we can arrange.
2: All right, but all I can't right. promise
3: you nothing. You know. Jay, that tour is
2: something else. Man, we well, let's cut this interview right now. We were promised some tickets. But no, in all seriousness, let's, let's jump right into talking about this big fight that you have coming up against Daniel Jacobs. We know you've been wanting this opportunity to to perform on a big platform. What was that initial phone call like when you found out this was going to be the big leap for you at this point? I was a little,
3: I was excited, you know, um, I was a little shocked at first to see that it was actual Danny Jacobs, you know, because it, it was no secret, you know, Daniel Jacobs hasn't fought on HBO in a while. Um, I was I was hoping to get the Lemieux fight, you know, but uh, the Jacobs fight presented itself, but, um, you know, I was happy. You know, the fact that I was being offered a fight on the main stage, on, on the main event, on HBO Championship Boxing, man, is just that in itself is an accomplishment, you know, and coming in as an undefeated fighter, you know, only eighteen fights in and headlining on HBO, you know, is is just it's just part of my dream, you know. So I'm just glad that mm-hmm. that finally I'm getting the opportunities that I felt like I've always deserved and uh I plan on taking full advantage of it.
2: Take us back to that New York press conference. I watched it here from LA and you you were ready, you were ready to talk, you were excited. Do you ha- guys have any real animus for each other at all? Or is it just, you know, part of the business trying to fight? Is there a backstory to, to how aggressive you were in the press conference? Because he was kind of laid back a little bit. Yeah, I mean,
3: if I had just got a crazy deal, you know, for no reason, and, you know, I just signed on HBO, I'd be sitting back too, you know. But the thing was, I, I'm just mad because I was just being overlooked. You know what I mean? The moment the fight you know, had got announced, it wasn't even that I was mad. I was just a little like, damn, you know, because the fight got mm-hmm. announced. They was talking about his next couple fights and what he's going to do after and all of that, you know, and I just felt like that was disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, just because people don't know my name, you know, and just because I haven't got to fight, you know, a bunch of old fighters on the main event fight on national television before, you know, doesn't mean I don't belong, you know. So I just felt like people were just overlooking me. So the press conference was just my opportunity to, to grab everyone's attention, you know what I mean? And, and I think that was exa- that's exactly what happened. You know, I just needed people to hear me out, let me know, like, man, I'm confident, you know, I'm hungry, I belong in this fight, you know, and, and this isn't an easy fight that everyone swears up to be. You know, everyone's just thinking it's going to mm-hmm. be an easy fight because no one has seen me fight, you know, but mm-hmm. I'll be throwing down, you know, and it's going to be a very tough fight for Daniel Jacobs on Saturday.
2: With – Coming from a stable where you had a gajillion eyes on you at any given time and now moving to another big platform. I remember when you made the signing with Rock Nation that they were looking to display you on on B E T and I know we had the, the Ward fight, the Ward Smith fight that broadcast on there, but why hasn't what happened with that whole part of your, your signing? Is that still planned for the future for other fights? Well
3: uh Nah, from the looks of it, it looks like I, I didn't I didn't make myself an HBO fighter now. But, um mm-hmm. a, a, like, when, when that BET platform was put together, you know, I thought that would have been, a, you know, a good opportunity for me to show my skills to a national audience, you know. But for whatever reason, it, I just was never able to fight on there, you know. Um, I, A lot of people haven't seen me fight, you know, which is not my fault, you know, because the talent has always been there, you know, mm-hmm. but... HBO caught an eye on me in just one fight. Think about that. I was an HBO pay-per-view opener, one fight. I, get, I put on a spectacular performance, and now I'm an HBO main event fighter. You know what I mean? So the plan is just to stay on the big network. You know? But we'll see. we'll see how everything plays out.
1: That's right. Milwaukee, you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is really not known for boxing. How did you make it out of Milwaukee. How'd you make it out of there?
3: Well, you know, when it was time to turn pro, you know, I just knew I needed a bigger market. So I just I just got my gym stuff, I got my training stuff, you know, and I moved over to Vegas. You know, I, I knew I needed to make the move into a, a bigger boxing city. You know, I felt like Vegas was the one. Vegas was the first big opportunity where I was able to, you know, kind of make some moves and just, just kind of roll the dice so I did just that. You know, I I picked my stuff up. I got my, you know, my training stuff together, and and I shot out to Vegas. And I knew eventually I was going to, you know, get on with somebody. You know, the talent, like I said, it was never the talent. The talent was always there. I've always believed in myself. I always knew I'd make it to this level. It was just when and how.
1: Yeah. Um, So Danny Jacobs, you know, he has described you in a few words over the past couple weeks and the three words that he described you as and you know I don't think you're going to like these words but it was cornball, strange and weird. Can you describe Danny Jacobs for us in three words?
3: Overrated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boring. <laughs> And uh, but you know he, I, I'll give him a, a, overrated, boring, and running runner, uh, runner, runner.
1: <laughs> All right. So you know let let's rewind a little bit and fast forward. So you you got out of Milwaukee, you went to Las Vegas, you signed with Mayweather Promotions. Then Jay Leon Love kind of fired you, and then you signed with Rock Nation, and then you signed with I think Miguel Cotto's people, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did. Um, so yeah, you I, did. I, so I you're not with them anymore? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm free, you know, to an extent. Oh. You know, I, I'm working with people, but, but I, I'm free. You know, I got some, mm-hmm. I got people helping me, but you know, I, I didn't really sign it. This game just, I don't know, man. It's just been
0: in and man.
3: I've had, I've had promoter changes, manager changes, all of that you know, so, uh, but I, I've, I've learned, I learned a lot, you know, and as long as you got the talent, man, as long as you're smart,
2: yep. you know, you,
3: you can get a lot of these things done by yourself, I mean, so,
0: but yeah, obviously, it always helps to
3: have help, it always helps to have some help, so, I mean, I've had some, I got people on my corner, you know, who I help, who have helped me, and you know, I, who have made things a little easier for me, but um, like I said, man, I I feel like all of that doesn't really matter, I mean, it helps, but if you're not winning fights, you know, if you're not looking good, if you're not performing when the bell rings, like, none of that matters, you know. So I just kind of have to deal with the game that way, just like, man, just keep winning these fights, man, like everything's going to play out.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I hope you really did get a good contract for this fight because, you know, God willing, you know, you beat Danny Jacobs. Do you get options? Like, are you going to sign with Eddie Hearn? Are you guaranteed another big fight? I mean, what's there to look forward to? Or is this just like a one-off fight?
3: No, no. Um,
1: I'll be, from, from
3: the looks of it, you know, Eddie doesn't have any options on me. I, I am with Rock Nation till until that contract, mm-hmm. you know, expires. And then, um, but HBO, you know, it's, they're going to grab me. The moment I beat yeah. Jacobs, you know, you know, HBO is going gonna, is to gonna grab me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. in a very hot division. You know I mean? I've already said it plenty of times. I'm willing to fight anybody in the division. You know, right now, it's all about heavyweights, welterweights, and middleweights. You know, so I- I'm sure HBO is going to make sure that I, that I stay on the network, which I'm, I'm 100% willing to do. I've always wanted to be an HBO fighter. And then the promotional thing, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll see.
1: Yeah, so you, so someone that has been consistent in your corner over the past couple of years has been John David Jackson. So when you left Las Vegas and you, you know you got new management, new promoter, you decided you know that you also needed a new trainer and you chose John David Jackson. So how is that relationship then? Does he help you more with understanding the business side and what is your chemistry like with him?
3: Right. Me and John have a great chemistry together. You know, like, I just, you know, I'm always going to be grateful, you know, because at, at the time, Kovalev, when I came two, three years ago, Kovalev was at the top, you know. So, you know, John was, like, all around Kovalev. So, when I came, you know, I didn't have a manager. I didn't have a promoter. I mean, like, the money wasn't there. I told him, I was like, yeah, the money's not there yet, you know, but it's coming, you know. And even then, he was able, he was willing to train me, you know. So, um, John has been good, man. He's been a blessing. You know, He he's helped me, yeah, like, you know, deal yeah. with the game. And he had to deal with a lot of that stuff too. So you know, he's he's been a great he's been a great person to have in my corner.
1: That's great. Have you ever told him that it's time to cut the ponytail? Like, have you ever said, like John, like come on, homie, like it's time. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I
3: say I be asking John all the time what he's doing with his hair, man. But you know, that, that
1: John, you know,
3: John, John got his own style. So I let John be, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, look, um, before we let you go, we have this quick game that we call Spitfire. And pretty much I'm going to ask you some really short questions. And you have, like, one second to answer every question I ask you. It should be really fast, like, off the top of the dome. Okay? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Best opponent you've ever faced?
3: Uh. Well, Jacobs.
1: Okay. Hardest puncher you've ever faced? Miranda. Miranda. Favorite fighter? Favorite fighter? Right now? Yeah, right now or of all time. Whatever. Duran. Duran. Best sparring partner you've ever had? Who's given you the best work? Daya Davis. Favorite TMT fighter?
3: (laughs) Badu Jack.
1: Why doesn't Jay-Z tweet about the fight?
3: Why doesn't he what?
1: Why doesn't Jay-Z ever tweet about the fight?
3: He's too rich.
1: Have you ever met Beyonce and what does she smell like?
3: I can't tell you what she smells like, but I bet you she smells good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We wait, know wait, that wait, uh, nah. you got some. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay.
2: I got one more. I got one more. Because I figure if you could get up at 3 in the morning to peddle the Fat Burger with a group of people and go to a gym and watch some training, you could probably do this little riddle for us. We want you to give us. Sixteen bars of your favorite Jay Z song. Ready? Go. <laughs>
3: what we doing? You Big pimpin', the cheese.
2: <laughs> hey. Okay, we'll give you a pass. That was pretty good.
3: Uh, I'm not a rapper, man. I tried it before, man. I, I'm terrible. I am so terrible.
2: You know who you got (laughs) with? You have to get with Demetrius Andre. He thinks he a rapper.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. We got got him on here. A lot of people think they're rappers.
1: Yeah. Neno thinks he's a rapper rapper
3: now, too. Broner. Broner went on tour. (laughs) People forget.
1: (laughs) Not the Jay-Z tour.
3: Yeah, no, no, definitely not the Jay-Z tour. Well, he did go on tour. <laughs> well, hey, I
2: don't know. Maybe we'll we'll revisit it again. Well, Louie, it's been a pleasure to have you this morning. Good luck in your fight this week, and uh, we look forward to tuning in uh, Saturday on HBO.
3: All right. Thank you. All right. right have a good care. one. See you Saturday. All right.
2: All right. All right. He's a, right. <laughs> he is a, pretty, he's a pretty fun guy. He's a fun guy.
0: All right, Jay, why don't we take a quick
2: commercial thing. break? All right, let's do it. Uh-oh, that was so cool.
0: Champs Boxing Club and Fitness, bringing the city of Danbury a safe, clean, and professional boxing gym. Located on 128 East Liberty Street, Champs Boxing Club offers you more than five trainers who are all either current or former professional and amateur boxers. Look us up online at champsboxingclub.org for a full description on membership rates, discounts, and more about our facility. Also, check us out on social media at Champs Danbury. If you're ready to join, send us an email at cbcdanbury at gmail.com and we'll get right back to you. Or swing by and visit. We look forward to you joining our team. Come see what all the buzz is all about here at Champs in Danbury, Connecticut. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com.
1: All right, we are going to play some Know It or Blow It today, too, which is brought to you by TheBoxingInsider.com. Today's prize will be an autographed 8x10 photo of Manny Pacquiao. So call the number, our hotline, 718-508-9852, and press 1. That's how we know that you want to play some Know It or Blow It with us. But we're going to dive in and recap this past weekend's fights. We're going to go all the way back to Thursday night on ESPN, Soto Carras versus Juan Carlos Abreu. Okay, Avery mm. blasted out Soto Carras, stopped mm. the Mexican in the eighth round on ESPN, was completely outboxed in nearly every round. Soto Carras did not formally retire after the fight, but he did say he's got a lot of thinking to do, that he's proud of his work in boxing. It was just kind of like the final hurrah. What what'd you think, Jay? It was kind of like a knock.
2: It was it was painful. It was painful. I've seen a lot of card fights over his career. And to see him get just folded up like that, it, it made me a little sad for the guy. When you get folded like that, it's time to go. He has given a lot to the sport, a lot of himself, personally, physically, and I would rather see him go out now than get really, really hurt. No,
1: I agree. I agree. Um and, you know, I, I kind of have to put it out there because it wouldn't be fair if I didn't. But I want the ESPN shows, the Golden Boy on ESPN shows, I want them to get a little better. You know, um, mm. Soto Carras headlining again. Glenn Tapia headlined two of these already. You know, I, I, I want to I see, like, up-and-coming prospects. I want to see, like, right. better matchups. I didn't think that this series was going to be about putting on you know, like gatekeepers and journeymen, and you know, it's just they started out so strong, and then it's like, right. now look what we're getting. Yeah.
2: I thought it would be more kind of on par with Showbox, the new generation, like that type of a show. But yeah, we've seen some of some of the folks we've been seeing for a cool minute pop up a, a few too many times. I'd like to see. There's so much young talent, and there hasn't been an LA fight club as often. They, they're still going on. But uh, as often, so, yeah, it would be great to see some of these uh, these hot rising prospects get that ESPN, ESPN opportunity.
1: Yeah, hopefully 2018 will start out strong and remain strong. So let's go to Saturday on HBO. Demetria Bivel crushed Trent Broadhurst in one round. WBA lightweight heavyweight champion, um, retained his title. Again, huge first round, huge right hand that sent this dude down and out. Bivol, uh became the WBA champion after holding the intern belt um, and when Body Jack vacated the title that, that's, that's how this whole fight was ordered and that's how you know he's now the champion if that makes any sense. Um, did, did you happen to watch that fight? Because I only caught the knockout.
2: No, I only caught the knockout too. I was out and about in these yeah. mean LA streets so I didn't catch that one. Yeah.
1: All right, well, we'll keep it moving. Let's go to Saturday Night on Showtime. This is where the meat of the weekend was. The telecast on Showtime opened up with Lipaness versus Kandu, the tough Japanese veteran. So mm-hmm. Lipaness earned the vacant IBF Junior Welterweight Championship with unanimous decision over the Japanese vet here. It was a competitive fight. It was close. I thought the scorecards when they were red were a little wide, but the right guy mm-hmm. won. I think Lipinets is like I think he's right, Jay. like I I don't know I mean everybody claimed that he was like this monster he was this little Mike Tyson I mean I think he's I. Right.
2: Yeah, he's he's credible. I didn't I didn't see what all the hype was about either. I mean I didn't not to say that I didn't enjoy his fight or his style nothing like that but he didn't have any from my observation and not to take anything away from Kondo, too because he is a tough competitor, yeah. but I just didn't see anything in this particular matchup to indicate that he's just dropping fools at will. So, you know, we'll tune in again, but I, I was, you know, was par for the course for me. Yeah. And this was
1: the guy who was screaming at Terrence Crawford that he was running from him, that he was vacating the title to avoid fighting him. I mean, you know, this kid. Parents would have made such easy work of him on Saturday night. It would have probably been embarrassing. It would have been a terrible matchup. So I'm actually happy that Crawford vacated and moved up, you know, and let his kid shine and fight somebody more on his level with the Japanese guy in Kandu, because it did make for a fun fight, you know, and it made for a
2: more competitive fight. Definitely. Good fight to open the broadcast, but I mean, it's, yeah. we're not going to be talking about it next week, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Correct. Sean Porter versus Adrian Granados. Okay, really rough fight here. Sean Porter got mm-hmm. the decision. It was exciting. It was rough. It was a lot of action. Um, you know, sometimes it got a little sloppy, but it served as a really good code feature on the Showtime card. Sean Porter actually injured his hand in the sixth round, but he improvised really well. Like, I mean, I didn't even catch on to it until like maybe the eighth or the ninth round that maybe he had hurt his right hand. I'm sorry, his left hand. But both fighters, they came out really aggressive from round one. I mean, they were exchanging big blows, powerful blows. You know, Bernardo started showing off and showboating a little bit, which made it fun. Um, But I do think that Sean Porter got the clear victory. I think it was a clear unanimous decision.
2: A clear victory from the onset of the fight. He was aggressive. He was looking sharp. As you mentioned, as it went on, it started getting a little sloppy. But Sean looked strong, powerful, ready to go. Granados was game, got a a good tough chin. That's what jacked up Sean's hand. And here Mm -hmm. we are. It was an entertaining fight. I so now the, the chase is on now for Keith Thurman. That is the result of this. Sean Porter wants a Thurman yeah. fight. That's 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 yeah. their end game, right?
1: That is the end game. Kenny Porter was very vocal, very adamant that Sean will not be fighting any other champion until the WBC makes the fight with Keith Thurman. So the victory over Adrian Granados now made Sean Porter the mandatory for Keith Thurman's WBC belt. And his father, Kenny, is like, no way are we fighting anybody else until we get that rematch.
2: So essentially he's saying they, they still feel that Keith Thurman is the weakest champion. And so they are not risking yeah. it on no Arrow fans, no none of that, <laughs> until they get the Thurman fight. I want to talk to Thurman. I want to know what he thinks about that. I wonder if we can get him to play the flute and wax.
1: Epically
2: <laughs> about that. We'll have a check
1: in. Well, Adrian Granados after the fight, he was furious. And you know, we're a big fan of Adrian Granados. He's our friend here on the morning punch in show. But he really felt like he controlled the fight. He really felt like he won the fight. He he kinda redeemed himself in the interview when he when he did a little PSA announcement, you know, about putting the guns down in Chicago and so that kinda mm-hmm. helped him. Like he kind of saved himself at the end of the interview by turning it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was that close. Now, I will say, I want to know what's in his chin. Because Adrian yeah. Broner hurt his hand when he fought Granados. John Porter damn near broke his hand in this fight fighting Adrian Granados. That dude's chin must have titanium in it and all types of shit. Because fighters hurt their hands when they hit him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a tough I mean, kid. That's chin a must tough be cut.
2: crazy. I mean, yeah, if he counts yeah. if he counts blows landed as on the chin as a offensive, then maybe. But I didn't think the fight was close. Oh. I ain't got nothing but love, Granados. Don't start no hashtag about me. Got nothing but love for you, but I didn't think the fight was very close.
1: Yeah. So moving on to the main event: Deontay Wilder versus Bermaine Severn. It lasted one Man. round. Deontay Wilder. Completely bombarded this dude, unleashed all of his anger and frustration on Vermain Saverne, knocked him down like three times in the first round. Lou the Bella is calling Deontay Wilder the scariest heavyweight on the planet. So that's where we are with that. Um Severn, mm. his body language was just so off, Jay. I mean, from the opening Arrible. bell, it kind of was like, yo, just knock me out. Let me get this five hundred thousand right. dollar check. You know, I didn't train for this goddamn fight. Like, come on, bro, just knock me out. I mean, even when he got up from the first knockdown, he he couldn't wait to go back down. He didn't even put his hands up right away. It was like, all right, knock me down again. Let this be over. It was. He looked like he was
2: exhausted. He looked like he was exhausted just from the walk from the locker room to the ring. From the from the time he got in there, his whole body language, his eyes, it was like, uh. I do not want to do this shit, but I got some bills I got to pay. And it was just so off. And definitely not taking anything away from Deontay Wilder's power, but right. this Stavern fight, for the people who told Wilder to quit complaining, he he knew what it was. He knew what it mm-hmm. was. That's why he didn't waste no time. But that was, just, I think, what a
1: yeah, thing. I think for Stavern fights better when he is dehydrated. He should have, like, not drank any water he should have been dehydrated because he fought way mm-hmm. better the first fight when he claimed to have been dehydrated. But listen, Deontay Wilder, is he flawed? Sure. But you know what? He's a six foot seven tall, strong, and dangerous fighter. As I indicated mm-hmm. last week, I don't think Anthony Joshua is so much better than Deontay Wilder. But I don't think Deontay Wilder is so much better than Anthony Joshua either. But I do think that Deontay Wilder would give Anthony Joshua a lot of trouble. He's really tall, really strong, very powerful. I mean, I don't think it's a walk in the park for either fighter.
2: Not at all. Not at all. That's, an a, if, an a, that's a better fight to me than, than Wilder Klitschko. I mean, uh, Joshua Klitschko. It's very intriguing because you just don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, after the fight, Deontay Wilder said something like, you know, a king doesn't chase peasants. A king takes, king, you know, chases kings. I want Joshua. Let's make the fight now. You know, if not, we do have other plans, but I would like to fight Anthony Joshua. So the other plans are, you know, if, Am- if they're going to keep Anthony Joshua busy and his next fight is not going to be Deontay Wilder, well, we're probably going to see Deontay Wilder versus Dominic Brazil. And I'm okay with that because let's face it, if if Eddie Hearn is going to keep Anthony Joshua busy, then I'm okay with
2: Deontay Wilder staying busy, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why should he stay on the shelf and rest? I mean, he's a young guy, but he's not getting any younger. He's athletic. Give them, give them the opportunity. Everybody else does it. Why can't he get a fight like in some place fancy yeah. like Monte Carlo or some exhibition or something? Hey, why not?
1: Yeah, after the fight, they didn't talk to Remains Tavern, but I didn't. I don't think we need a formal retirement announcement from him anyway. But I think his time is up. Thirty-nine years old. He obviously didn't give a shit about this fight. He made a half a million dollar payday. You know, hopefully he invests the money. Contact John for. Agent- John Francis Agency. Uh, He will help you protect your wealth. But seriously, I I just think he needs to walk away gracefully and and, you know stay low. Other fight notes, about 10,000 people attended the fight at the Barclays Center. The Charlos were lit. Adrian Broner Mm -hmm. was lit. I don't know if you guys watch these videos, but shout out to Radio Raheem. He's got a a lot of good stuff. Go to his YouTube channel. Broner and the Charlos were lit. Uh, They had to be drunk (laughs) or something because they were... On a million trillion. So go check out Radio Raheem's (laughs) videos. Um, But anyway, let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with Jake's take with Jake Donovan, and we're going to talk about the road to Wilder versus Joshua 2018.
0: Are you an entrepreneur looking to find out where to start or develop a business plan? Are you looking to start a business or grow your business revenue? Are you a business owner that needs fresh new ideas or needs to solve challenges with strategy, marketing, or process? Red Beach Advisors is a management consulting group focused on helping entrepreneurs, startups, and companies build, grow, and scale. Contact Red Beach Advisors at info at redbeachadvisors.com or 424-247-6143. 424-247-6143. Red Beach Advisors helps companies build, grow, and scale through strategy, process, systems, and people. We are the experts. Contact us at 424-247-6143 or www.redbeachadvisors.com WBC World Boxing Cares is a non charitable organization composed of compassionate volunteers under the guidance of the WBC. By sending world-class athletes into WBC World Boxing Cares is a nonprofit charitable organization composed of compassionate volunteers under the guidance of the WBC. By sending world-class athletes into youth centers, hospitals, and orphanages, we bring a message of hope and inspiration to the children and their families, as well as donations appropriate for that particular institution and or event. World Boxing Cares is active in 164 countries under the WBC sanctioning umbrella. Look us up online at worldboxingcares.com and connect with us today. Big champions supporting little champions. Rocking with the
4: morning punching show with RB and J, and now it's time for Jake's take. Jakey, 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 Jake. She. Uh, What's up, Jakey?
1: <laughs> good morning, Jake Good
4: morning, R.B. Good morning. All right.
2: What's the good word
4: today, All right.
1: Jake Donovan? Yeah, what we're gonna. What we want to do is we want to map out. The road to Wilder Joshua We want to map out the 2018 Campaign that is going to lead Us to this head on collision Break it down to us How can this fight really happen In 2018
4: All right. it's going to take commitment From both fighters and more specifically Either their promoters or their handlers If one of them doesn't have a promoter Um, They need to fight three Mm -hmm. times In my opinion because this fight will not happen Next the only way it will happen next is if Anthony Joshua does absolutely commit to a long-term deal with Showtime. I don't see Showtime oh. doing this fight right off the bat, banking on a Deontay Wilder win moving down the road. Because if Anthony Joshua beats, you know, and specifically you know, beats the hell out of Deontay Wilder and then just leaves him for ruin, Showtime is left with nothing. So realistically, mm. boxing fans, especially for the purses they're going to demand, this fight will most likely be pay-per-view in the U.S., This fight will, you know, unfortunately, it will need to build. So if we get to see them fight twice before they fight each other at the end of the year, I think that's a good thing for Mm. boxing. Because you're getting four heavyweight fight, you know, heavyweight championship fights leading up to, you know, the one that will decide heavyweight supremacy by the end of 2018. That I'm speaking realistically. Obviously, everybody wants to see the fight next, but the, the financial terms won't allow that. There's no way they're fighting right out the gate in 2018. Jake, let me
1: stop you right there. But seriously, when was the last time we've seen Deontay Wilder fight three times in one year? So it sounds good. Like, look, we'll probably see them fight two times next year before they close out the year. But you think we could really see Deontay Wilder fight three times in 2018?
4: I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, it's being very optimistic. But, I mean, I look at it like this. Just two years ago when Deontay Wilder won the title, he beat Berman Stavern in January. He fought Eric Molina in June. And then he fought uh, Johan mm-hmm. Duopa in September. So there's the three fights in 2015. He likely would have fought mm-hmm. three times in 2016 if he didn't get injured. So that's the thing. Deontay Wilder has to stay healthy. So maybe in between fights we, you know, put him in bubble wrap, make sure he doesn't go wild out, uh, you know, just <laughs> stay locked in for his next fight. <laughs> but if we can get him back in the ring, I mean, he, didn't, he barely broke his sweat, you know, uh, last weekend. So there's no reason mm-hmm. why he can't get back as long as his dates. He, he can get back February, March, probably against the Dominic Brazil then come back in the summertime, and then in November you have your big fight. Same thing with Anthony Joshua. For the guys that they're going to be facing in 2018, in my opinion, there's no reason why they can't fight three times. I mean, I understand why Joshua only fought twice this year. He fought Klitschko. That was his super fight, and they wanted a rest, and then he came back and fought. It was supposed to be Pulev, then it became come. So that, that's the reason why they fought twice this year. Deontay Wilder, he probably could have fought three times this year, but you know the whole thing with Staverne dragged out for so long, that killed his summer. He was supposed to come back July 15th, I believe. But, you know, this stubborn mess never got sorted out. You know, the Anthony Wilder finally took care of it last weekend. So that's really the only reason why he fought twice in 2017. It yeah. definitely wasn't by choice.
1: Okay, so mapping out the road again to this fight. So yes. everyone on the surface thinks that this fight should be, you know, at Wembley Stadium. It would sell out in like five minutes. I mean, 80,000 people would buy tickets. It would sell out in five minutes. But you got people like Shelley Finkel, who is Deontay Wilder's manager, saying, look, just because you see that many people on TV doesn't mean that it generates more money. And he got me thinking because he was like, you know, Vegas at the end of the day can put up more money than anywhere. So wh- realistically, where does this point make more sense? Because we're all saying, oh, 80,000 people in Wembley, that's, that's a lot of money. But – Vegas actually pays more money than anybody in the world.
4: Uh, agreed. That was actually going to be my point. Uh, Keith Eideck, my very good friend mm-hmm. from a uh, boxing scene, my former employer, he wrote an outstanding piece uh, this morning, you know, with Shelly was saying all that, that,
2: yep. yeah, yep, you know, yep, eighty, ninety thousand right. 90,000
4: people looks great on TV. But, you know, I mean, you look at all the all-time box office records, they've all taken place in Las Vegas. And there's no way in hell, if T-Mobile Arena has a shot at securing this fight, they're going to put up the biggest fee possible. Eddie Hearn was already looking there. He wanted to put Joshua Klitschko there. When Klitschko decided he retired, you know, Wilder even said, I'm willing to step in and fight Anthony Joshua November 11th at at, um, at T-Mobile if we can make it happen. Obviously, it didn't. So, and that's what I'm saying. For the the financial uh, terms that are going to come with this fight, it will likely be U.S. pay-per-view. A U.S. pay-per-view really can't take Mm. place as a daytime event, you know, if it takes place in England. That's going to kill it. I mean, then you're asking fans to pay for a uh, pay-per-view at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Those never fare well on this side of the pond. So the fans mm. in the UK, I think they will stay up, and they'll buy a, a Joshua Wilder fight at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever time it takes place there, if it does yeah. take place in Las Vegas. So that, that's, that's going to be my next prediction. That At some point, Joshua's going to have to come over to this side, and you know, if Eddie Hearn is so adamant about Deontay fighting uh, White, this was going to be part of my mapping it out. that can take place mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom. Let Joshua fight whoever the hell he fights, let Wilder fight Billy White over in the UK. Then they come back in Las Vegas for, you know, career, you know, life changing money.
1: Wilder made it clear again yes. during his post fight interviews <laughs> that if Eddie Hearn really does want him to fight White, then why not put him in the contract yes. with Anthony Joshua? Why not guarantee him Anthony Joshua if you want, if he wants him to fight White. What's the problem with putting that in the contract?
4: I, I agree 100% with Deontay. I'm I'm on Deontay's side with this one. I mean, everyone can point mm-hmm. to who Deontay hasn't fought, you know, that he's had a weak title reign. And I, I do agree with that. There's, you know, string of challenges through six title defenses. You know, it doesn't tag yeah. up very well among the greatest. But it, not a lot of it is Deontay's fault. I mean, we get tired of hearing him say, you know, next year's r one unified. But now he's at the point where I absolutely do believe him. I think he realizes. I, I think he's realized it for a while, actually. He knows he needs these big fights. So, you know, yes, you can make the argument that Deontay needs Joshua a lot more than Joshua needs Deontay. But that's fine. Deontay's already conceding that because he does want to fight next. And I agree with him 100%. It's like, why do you keep talking about Dillian White like it's some big super fight? It's, at best, it's going to be a mandatory title defense down the road. So, and that was mm-hmm. part of my mapping it out. If he fights Brazil, that gets his mandatory out of the way. I know Dillian White has the WBC silver title. Maybe he'll want to convert that into a mandatory. So, Wilder can fight Dillian White next with the promise that. He gets Joshua after that. So that, that's on Eddie Hearn. So in the meantime, Eddie can you know possibly secure Joshua to fight uh, Joseph Parker. And that's always been my prediction. That any unification fight that's going to take place, the first one mm-hmm. will be Joshua Parker. After that, Joshua mm-hmm. can get his mandatory out of the way. He's going to have to fight Kubret cool Kulev uh, at some point next year, as long as Kulev stays healthy. Then you have the end of the year where they can fight each other. Eddie needs to put ink to paper on that. I agree 100% with Deontay and Bell on that one. You know, you're going to keep saying Dillian White, this is the promise I want next, especially if you're asking Deontay to go to the United Kingdom to fight Dillian White, which sadly that is where the bigger, you know, it's going to be a big event over here. Over here, it's just another fight. So of all fights, that fight does make sense in the United Kingdom.
1: So what, what are we saying is that Deontay Wilder, will he make the same amount of money whether it goes to Wembley Stadium or if it just stays in Vegas? Because, for example, Anthony Joshua, let's be real, he gets more money to drive a Range Rover and to wear headphones <laughs> than right. Deontay Wilder makes in a fight.
4: Exactly. So I, I think with, with the money that Vegas can put up, it's, I, I do believe that's the biggest payday for both of them. I, I don't think it's going to be a major – maybe Deontay can make a little bit more to go to England. You know, Eddie would have to sweeten the pot in order to convince Deontay to go to the U.K. But then does that mean you're taking something out of Joshua's guarantee and would he have to depend on the back end? So that's why it goes back to this fight makes all the sense in the world to take place in T-Mobile Arena. I'm never a big fight of big fights taking place in Las Vegas. I think it's far too often to default. Like Canelo and Gennady Golovkin, I'd love for the rematch to take place in Dallas. I think a lot of people wanted to see the first place in Dallas. Yeah. But for a major heavyweight championship fight like this, I mean, this is going to be the fight to define heavyweight supremacy for uh, however long this guy. you guys can stay at the top. That that belongs in right. Las Vegas. Historically, you know the, the big well in modern history. Anyway, the biggest fights have taken place in Las Vegas, and this is one that belongs there. It's going to provide the biggest gate. We've seen it with that's why Floyd Mayweather stays there. That's why all the Manny mm-hmm. biggest fights have taken place there, and that's why their live gates are um, are the biggest in boxing history, and no one else yeah. around in the world can rival it.
2: I I, I, I don't well, think there's no way it goes anywhere else because, or just for on the gambling side of it, William Hill sponsors Anthony Joshua and William Hill they're just on this year oh yeah i think they <laughs> stick it there just just on that just on that alone yeah. they make I way agree. more money putting it in vegas but that's that that's what it is
1: well jake let's move on and let's let's talk about a fight that is made that is happening okay. this saturday night on hbo yep. not a fantasy matchup like we love to, you know well, on uh, this <laughs> cool. Saturday night, Jacobs versus Arias. Give us your preview and give us your quick fight prediction.
4: Okay. Um, this is, I think, it's a very good fight for Eddie Hearn to test the, the New York market. This is going to be Eddie Hearn's uh, U.S. debut. Um, New York is a saturated market, and <laughs> uh, these coming weeks, there's going to be some events that are struggling. But this one, I mean, for, I, I think for its expectations, it seems to be doing well. They got guys like Tommy Raynone and Cleta Selden on the the card helping to sell tickets. So, from that regard, it should be a fun event. Um, I really like the matchup. Historically, these type of fights tend to go miserably wrong for anyone who's, like, making their debut. Like, Danny Jacobs is is fighting with Matchroom for the first time. He's back on each – I think it's his first HBO headliner. So, and this is – as I said, it's Eddie Hearn's U.S. debut. So, I mean, Luis Arias is no walk in the park. I think this is a very dangerous Mm -hmm. matchup for a guy like Danny, who doesn't take the best uh, punch. But I I think he's going to be – I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. I don't know if he's going to be cautious, but I think he's going to be cognizant of the fact that he can't blow it. I don't think he's going to go all in against this kid. You know, he might want to test him early, maybe chin check him. If if Arias doesn't go anywhere, I could see Danny Jacobs being comfortable with getting a decision in this one. uh, Arias is tough. My only fear, and I don't want his last fight to tell the wrong story, he's not a knockout puncher. And I don't know if he has the firepower to keep Danny Jacobs at that. And he's going to need to. I don't think he could outbox Daniel Jacobs for 12 rounds. So I see Danny Jacobs taking a uh, unanimous decision.
1: Unanimous decision. Jay, preview and prediction.
2: I think that, I think that, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I think that Saturday night, I think they go the distance. Well, you know what? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think on that. No, (laughs) they're not going to go. I'm I'm going to bring it back. I think they go to about the 7th or 8th round and Danny Jacobs wins by TKO.
1: And your reasoning for that?
2: I Jacobs, I like the way he looked in the fight with Gennady Golovkin. I agree with Jake that I don't think that his last fight tells a story that he's just this knockout artist. I think it's going to be a power versus power stylistic matchup. I think Danny Jacobs outboxes him and he stops him late in the fight.
1: All right. Well, here's my preview. I actually think Luis Arias can fight, and he has fought off of TV a lot. So a lot of people have not seen him. They don't really know him. They don't know his skill set. But And he's not a super athletic guy, but he was a really good amateur. He had a really good amateur background. He has a lot of experience in the ring, believe it or not. He's got some pretty decent ring IQ. Now, I'm not going to call him a pure boxer or anything like that, but I do think he's a fighter. If somebody had to tell me, you know, explain him in one word, I'd probably call him like a brawler, a fighter brawler. But He's going to bang in there. He's not going to look sloppy doing it, you know, but because he's got technique. So I think Jacobs is going to come out front running. I think he's going to really come towards Arias, like right off the jump because Danny Jacobs, he's been really confident lately. He's been really cocky. That Gennady Golovkin fight got him feeling, like, real super good about himself and his skills. So I think he is going to go in there a little overconfident. He's going to want to make a really big statement on HBO now that he signed this deal, and he's with Eddie Hearn. So uh, here's my prediction. We're going to get a competitive fight, much more competitive than what people are thinking. And I think Danny Jacobs is going to win a unanimous decision, but I think the scorecards are going to be really wide, and I think it's going to be borderline controversial. I think the fight's going to be a lot closer than what the scorecards are going to read.
4: All right, that's my prediction, Jakey,
2: Shaky. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. All got? right, what you got? <laughs> prediction no,
4: just, war, yeah, prediction he, war. He, you...
1: he, he. I think he. I think he finished with yep. Danny Jacobs unanimous, unanimous, right?
4: Yes, uh, correct. I, I want to make one more point on this weekend, um, and it's going back to Eddie Hearn's wisdom. I know we're short on time, but I, I thought he was very smart to not open up the upper bowl for um, Nassau Coliseum because a lot of ticket sales are struggling in the coming weeks. In-, in this saturated New York market, this one won't be a sellout. But I-, I think it's a nice little debut for Eddie. He put on the right guys on the undercard to help move some tickets. So for the inventory that's available, there's not going to be a lot of empty seats by uh, fight night. So this is—it's th- looking like it's going to be a very good uh, U.S. debut for Eddie Hearn this weekend good yes
1: <laughs> okay well, we don't wish bad on any promoter we want out we
2: want them all to do good of course yeah we'll see all right jakey thank you as usual we look forward to seeing your tweets during fight week fight night i'm sure it's going to be a good time and uh we'll talk to you soon
4: all right thanks as always for having me on every monday
2: all,
1: all
4: right, right take care
2: all right All right, I guess we will jump into a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back.
0: When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at WarTapeBrand.com and see why the enemy will fear you. WarTapeBrand.com. We put hands on you. For all the latest news, interviews, and boxing schedules, visit BoxingInsider.com. Providing readers with everything from the latest fight schedules to interviews with your favorite boxers. BoxingInsider.com has you covered from top to bottom. BoxingInsider.com is looking for new writers. Think you have what it takes to join the team? Submit your articles to our team at info at BoxingInsider.com. Visit BoxingInsider.com today. The only boxing website where you become the fifth man in the corner.
1: Okay. I've got some word on the curb. I also have a, an 8x10 photograph signed by Manny Pacquiao that we would love to give away. We've got about, mm-hmm. you know, just less than 15 minutes left on the show. If you want to play Know It or Blow It, press 1. We'll pick you up real quick. One question, can then you can win an autograph photo by Manny Pacquiao. Word on the curb is that Jesse Vargas is slated to return in L.A. on December 8th against Aaron Herrera. That's the word on the curb. Word on the curb, Badu Jack versus Adonis Stevenson. It's being rumored that this fight could happen as early as January or February of 2018. That one took me back a little bit. I didn't think that that was going to come to fruition so quick. But what we do know is that Showtime really loves to open up the year really strong. So they're going to open up with Earl Spence. And now there's rumors and talks of Badu Jack versus Adonis Stevenson in the first quarter of 2018 on Showtime as well. Word on the see, curb. that's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, we're on the curb. Castellanos um, is injured, and it looks like he may have to pull out of the Jason Sosa fight. Um, and so oh. it's rumored, word on the curb, is that we might see Jason Sosa versus Gamboa on that kovalev Shabransky undercard. So nothing finalized yet, but it looks like there's something going on there. And Gamboa might be an option to replace that fight. They want to keep Jason Sosa on the card. He had that tremendous fight with Lomachenko where, you know, he got got beat, but he fought with his heart out. Everybody wants to see him back. So they're really, really trying to keep him on the card. That's all I got for word on the curb. Jay, do we have anyone willing to play know it or blow it before we jump into in case you missed it?
2: I see somebody who has pressed one. Let's pick it up. 401-641. 401641 where are you calling from and who are we speaking to
1: 401 hello
2: ah uh. see now we got folks pressing 1 and then they walk away from the From the console. (laughs) I see some other phone numbers in the in the queue, y'all. If you want to play no it or blow it, you have to press one. I can't just pick you up because if I just pick you up, you're gonna go, uh, uh, I was just listening to the show. So if you wanna play no it or blow it, you gotta press one. Uh we'll we'll jump into the in case you missed. And if another brave soul presses one, we'll jump back over into it. So catching you guys up on the fight news that you might have missed over the week, the in case you missed it news. Showtime announced on January twentieth. J- Showtime announced January twentieth is the date for the Errol Spence versus Lamont Peterson fight. City and venue have yet to be determined, so keep a look out for that. It's going to be good to see Spence get back in the ring, Harvey. Huh, finally, finally, finally! I love that girl. I love Jessica Mess. Also, Tom Luffler, who is Gennady Golovkin's promoter, of course said that there is no hard deadline currently to get reached to get a deal reached with a rematch with uh, Canelo Alvarez, but eventually they will need to consider other options if it drags out too long. Um, Tom said he wants to have the rematch details worked out by December, but if not, you know, they're going to look other, other places. He mentioned that when they had the presser this week for the fight that he's promoting uh, with Orlando Salido, that if they can't get to it, they're not going to wait. They're going to try to get to some other fights. The discussions are ongoing to make a rematch for May in Vegas, of course, with Vegas being the front runner, of course. Uh, and per Oscar De La Hoya, they're talking and going to meet soon with Canelo. The fight that everyone wants is Triple G versus Canelo next, and that's what I will push for. If you don't already, follow Canelo on Instagram. I love the way he does Insta stories. It's like watching, like, IG models. Instagram, it's pretty fun stuff. So <laughs> follow him. Mm-hmm. in uh, some uh, down news, Luis Ortiz was handed a one-year suspension and removed from his mandatory position to Anthony Joshua for the WBA title for failing his pre-fight, pre-fight drug tests. The WBA's anti-doping program is regulated by drug testing agency VADA. Ortiz and his team is claim, have long claimed that the substances in question are related to the boxers' prescribed medication for high blood pressure, but the big issue is at hand, at hand is that they never told Bada first. So if this was an ongoing issue, this is something you take every day or several times a week, you didn't think it was a good idea to put it on your application, come on, man. Give me a break. Give me a break. But, you know, hey. I don't know. Did you think he had it at the fight? Because he was at the fight Saturday night. You think he had his (laughs) mandatory? I I don't know. Maybe he had it. I hope he had it with him. And if he did, I hope he let the, the people check it. Also, Orlando Salido and Miguel Roman are set for December 9th at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. They are going to be fighting. uh, Speaking of Tom Leffer last week, he said that they want to give back to the Las Vegas community that they love so near and dear. They chose Mandalay Bay because that was uh, Golovkin's host hotel for the Canelo fight. uh, Golovkin will be on hand to participate in some fan activities during that fight week. So that's a great fight, great matchup. Orlando Salido is ready. He says that he just hopes that the fans remember who he is, and I told him I don't think anybody is forgetting anytime soon. (laughs) So if you want to check out that interview, head on over to Boxing Insider. And one more topic before we try to play some note or blow it again. Lucas Matisse is getting back into the mix, and he will be fighting Tewa Karam for the WBA regular belt. Uh, The reason being that current champion Keith Thurman has been out of the ring since March with an injury and he won't return for the first quarter of the year. So they're going to do Matisse versus Karam for the regular WBA belt. That's so retarded. There's so many belts. All the belts. Belts matter. Oh, and (laughs) one more. Jeff Horn versus Gary Corcoran has been secured by ESPN on December 13th. So there we have it. You are caught up on the news. If I missed anything, make sure you tweet me and I will retweet you as long as it's factual.
1: All right. I think we have one more super quick commercial break to take. Um, We're looking for Mike Reed. If Mike Reed is in the line, he was going to jump on real quick for a couple minutes today. Press one, Mike, if you're on there. If not, we'll come back and wrap up with the weekend fight schedule.
0: All right. John Francis Agency is comprised of dedicated insurance professionals Who manage risk, protect wealth And cater to clients' personal and business needs We offer disability coverage for boxers As well as life and liability insurance Career-ending injury insurance Along with illness insurance is also offered through our agency For more information, please visit us online At johnfrancisagency.com Or call us today at 732-497-9624 John Francis Agency Our daily grind is protecting your wealth All right. All right. All
1: right. Let's wrap. Yeah. Anybody willing to play Know It or Blow It? Nobody wants this 90 Pacquiao signed photograph. I'm
2: going to try to pick up 401 again because he didn't hang up. He's still there. Let's see if he came back. Okay. 401. Hello. 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 All right. Hello. Hello. I found you. Who is yeah, this yeah. and where are you calling from? Kenny, Providence, Rhode Island. What's going on? Hello. Providence, oh, Rhode what's
1: Island. going on? Yeah. What's so does that on? mean Not that you're Demetri? Does this mean that you're a Demetrius Andre Andre fan? Isn't he from Rhode Island?
3: Yes, he is from the same city.
1: What? So you're really? a big Andre fan?
3: Yes, I am. But he doesn't fight much.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. All right, let's play some "Know It or Blow It." Here we go. We're gonna give you ten seconds. To answer this question And if you get it right We'll send you an 8x10 photograph Signed by Manny Pacquiao Here we go Who is the only fighter in history To defeat four Olympic gold medalists As a pro So as a pro boxer Who's the only pro boxer in history That defeated four Olympic gold medalists
3: Oof Hopkins
1: Nope Try again
3: Uh
1: the only fighter in history to defeat four Olympic gold medalists as a pro. Ali? Yes, you got it. All right. Yes, it it is Muhammad Ali. He beat Spinks, Patterson, Foreman, and Frazier. Nice. All right. So... (laughs) All right. So what I'm gonna need you to do is DM me, tweet me, find a way to get a hold of me. I'll need to get your address, your name, and we will send you an autograph photo by Manny Pacquiao. All
3: right, cool. I follow both of you, ladies, and I like listening to the show. Thank you so much.
1: Thank All you so much. All right, Rhode Island, stand up. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> All have, right, Jay. Wrap us up there. with
1: this week. That's what, yeah. That's where Polly, D, that's where Polly with... D is from. Oh, is he? Yeah,
2: he's from Rhode Island too. All right, All right, we'll wrap this around. up with
1: this weekend's fight schedule. Yeah, come on, bring it in, bring
2: it in. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring it in. Okay, this weekend, Friday, November 10th, from the Masonic Temple in Cleveland, Ohio, on Showtime, Luis Rosa versus Yuandale Evans. So you can watch that on Showtime if you're not in the area and can buy tickets. On Saturday on Fox Sports from Flint, Michigan, Anthony Durrell versus Dennis Boughlin. So you can watch that on Fox Sports. Also on Saturday on ESPN and ESPN Deportes, Jose Ramirez versus Mike Reed. Where are you, Mike Reed? We're looking for you. And Arturo Bitterbia versus Enrico Kolig. If you want to check out something different on HBO, of course, we've got Daniel Jacobs versus Louis Arias and Jarrell Big Baby Miller versus Morris Wach. So that is the weekend fight schedule. It's real short today, but that's a lot of fights. It looks like every network has fights on this weekend. So that's great.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? It looks like we're going to be really busy this weekend watching some fights here, mm. so I'm kind of excited about that. All right, I let's know. go ahead and wrap up. Today's show is brought to you by the theboxinginsider.com, John Francis Agency, Porter High Performance Center, Nationwide Auto Warranties.com, War Tape Brand, and Red Beach Advisors. Make sure you visit badculture.net, blacksportsonline.com, ragingbabe.com. We appreciate you for listening. We will be right here next Monday from 8 to 9 a.m. It's the Morning Punch-In Show. Have a good day, y'all.
2: Shout out to Undeterred.